Here we are. Hello, check, check. We are live, coming at live at you in the mission. It's Mutiny Radio. I'm Ian Langlands, a guest hosting for the wonderful Pam Benjamin, who is MIA at the moment, but we're going to have a strong, great show for her. This is, what's this, what is it? Yeah. It's, a, it's an open mic, I guess. Isn't there a name for it she has? I don't know. Um, but we're going to get this started, so I want everybody to put their hands together for our first comedian. Everybody give it up for Kavitha Singh. Hello. Okay, this works, right? You guys can hear me? Awesome. All right, so over the weekend, guys, I went to this show. It's called Crazy Funny Asians, and it was it consisted of all Asian performers and a mostly Asian audience. I literally felt like I was in an accelerator, like with your super smart software engineers and your investment bankers, and I kind of thought to myself, like, wow, if I was up here just five years ago, I would have fucking hated y'all. Like, I, I did not like Asians growing up. And it was because I grew up in a super toxic community. Like, it was super toxic and super competitive. Everything was about, like, money and, and, and your education. Like, I would say my school, like, my schooling system was almost on par with the Bay Area schooling system, but we were just, like, too suicide short. Um, and I, I think I was smart. Like, I, I think I was smarter than the average Joe, but dumber than the average Raj. You know, and they made that very clear. They were like, you're Espolone. Like, top shelf at a bodega, bottom shelf at a Whole Foods. Get your A-minus ass out of here, you know? Um, and there's a second part of this bit that I need to work out, so pivot. Okay. <laughs> my um, Guys, I think my dad is an evil genius. And the reason why is because he had me at the age of 40. And if you're a mean dad, 40 is the best age to have a kid because by the time they gain the confidence to stand up to you, you look like a shriveled raisin. <laughs> and then they, like, you look like a raisin and then they, as in your kid, feels really guilty. My dad was a mean dad. He, he was, he, I mean, he was a good guy, but he was just mean. And, and he, he worked at a hospital. He would come home late. And that's when he was like his most angry. Like he was just like, ah, and I tried to, I, you know, I tried to hide from him, him at night. And I kind of feel like our household was a little bit like I am legend, right? Like it was like during the day, play at night, survive. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it was rough. And, um, when I finally got the confidence to, to like stand up to him, I was like 22 and I wrote down this whole list of, of reasons why he kind of stunk as a dad. And I was like, you, like, you were never there. You were always working too late. You screamed at me. You made me feel like shit. And then one day, and I was so, I was so excited. I was like, this is it. This is all the content. My mom calls me and she's like, hey, uh, your dad had a heart attack. And I was like, kidding me <laughs> I had all the material guys I had years of content just thrown out the drain because this asshole decides to have a heart attack you know I, I had a I had a literature review I had an abstract I, I, I cited my fucking sources you know I do I love I, I, he's fine he's fine we're we don't hate each other like it's fine um, but yeah, no, your attitude certainly changes a lot when something like that happens, right? It, it quickly shifts from being like, I fucking hate you as a dad to like, I don't want you to die. Like, 
the anger and resentment is still there, but um, it's just like channeled a little bit differently. Um, and the last thing I'll say is that a few days after he, he had the heart attack, we're all in the hospital, he developed this psychosis because he was so stir crazy. He thought the nurses were trying to kill him. So he was like, the nurses are trying to kill me. Somebody help me. They have a saw and there's an incinerator. They're going to they're light me on fire. He points at my sister. He's like, she's a witch. And I was like, that's accurate. And then he went, he like kicked my brother in the groin and then the nurses had to restrain him. And I don't know what was like so terrifying, right? Like seeing my dad, this like strong arm in the family suddenly be so like fragile um, and small. Uh, or that my brother got like kicked in the groin and like didn't respond at all. I'm like, I feel like small dick is like an unintended uh, pre-existing condition um, of this whole situation. Okay, thank you guys. Cover the sing, everybody. Has more beef with her parents than Eminem. That's what I've heard. You didn't have to do that, Josh. Did I just call you Josh? That's your Josh name, right? Okay, cool. That is your good. That's your that's your birth name. It's your Christian name. Jewish name. Oh, okay. Speaking of Jewish, next up we have a Jewish man. Everybody, put your hands together for Max Rosenblatt. Don't identify me with. There's so many threats out there. Please keep it down. Uh, my girlfriend is really into true crime. I mean, really, really into true crime. Like a little too much. Does anyone have anyone in their life who's like a little too into this? Me. Yeah. My girlfriend, she's, too into, she's so into true crime, I like, I watch my back. That's what. She uh, has lots of facts. Uh, like, um, she told me that uh, there was a serial killer who was prolific in the 70s and 80s. And they didn't catch him for decades because he would consistently change his hair color, uh, which I thought was fascinating until I got, I got concerned when I remembered that she'd been to the hair salon four times in the last three months. So, you know, I know I was thinking maybe she was going through a phase, but I didn't realize that phase was serial killer chic. So she has so many facts, always telling me about murder. This is one she told me recently that really kind of blew my mind. She said, uh, Max, did you know that uh, after World War II, all of the soldiers who came back to the US, because of their PTSD, they would abuse both mentally, physically, and emotionally their sons. And a large number of their sons turned out to be serial killers. And when she told me that, I was floored. And the only thing I could think was, yeah, but we had to win that war. Like that was, I mean, I don't see any other options there. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough one. It's tough if you think about it, but then I really was thinking about it and it made me realize like anyone who's been victimized by a serial killer is technically an American hero. Like I think we should just be giving out purple hearts and medals of honor posthumously for their service. You know, we sent men overseas to defeat Nazism, and what they brought back with them is what Twitter would describe as toxic masculinity. And that's a trade-off I'm kind of willing to take. It's tough. Uh, my girlfriend, she's from the South. Any fans? One fan of the South? Uh, uh, people in California don't really like the South. Uh, we, we're kind of uh, big judges of the South. We shouldn't really be called Californians. We should be called Judies, because all we do is judge, judge, judge. You know, judge the South as we walk down the street, tripping over homeless people, looking down. Turns out it's an employee from Facebook. 
who went AWOL after he was working on the censorship team too long. California is so beautiful and so disgusting at the same time. Like, I don't know if you realize like how sad it is that my friend from New Jersey won't visit me in California because he thinks California is too disgusting, okay? He, he grew up behind a dumpster three miles from where Cory, Cory Booker gets his ass bleached, and even he won't come visit me in California. So the host uh, uh, doxed me as Jewish. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I, I was born in L.A., but um, I had my first experience of being Jewish in a town called Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Anyone familiar with Milwaukee? Milwaukee is famous for a lot of things. It's famous for beer. It's famous for cheese. It's famous for sausage. You know what it's not famous for? Jews. Not a lot of Jews there. Tax season is coming up, and if, you, if your accountant lives in Milwaukee, uh, you're fucked. I'm sorry to say that. Like, I don't care how many meme stonks you took to the moon last year. You're going to owe thousands of dollars. The IRS is probably waiting at your house right now. And I can't do anything to help you because I grew up in Milwaukee. Okay? I am terrible with money. All right. Last week, I accidentally rented a car on a day I had plans, no plans to go anywhere. So I felt like I let down generations of my family. Uh, you guys have been nice. Nice. Thanks so much. Max Rosenblum, everybody. The best Jew this side of the Mississippi. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, you're a close second. All right, we're going to keep it rolling. Give it up for one of my favorites. Very nice man, very beautiful comic. Dan Lewis, everybody. Thank you very much, guys. We got a beautiful melting pot of comedy so far Indian female, Jewish male, bald guy. So we're good. We got every, all the bases covered. There's three bases. I don't know if you knew that. I <laughs> uh, gave blood the other day, and uh, so that was fun. I, I don't know if you knew. You still can't give blood if you're a gay man. They won't let you give blood. That's still a rule. Dates back to the date back to the AIDS crisis. They won't let you give blood, but they can't actually just ask you in the questionnaire, "Are you gay?" You know, they have to just kind of find out in another way with the questionnaire. They go, "How old are you? Do you live alone? Is your father still talking to you?" They do stuff like that, try to figure it out. Uh, yeah, man, it's just weird getting old. I feel like I'm a little behind sometimes. The other day, I had to ask somebody what the term "ghosting" meant. Because I feel like I've heard it, but I don't really know. They're like, yeah, it's when you're seeing somebody, they stop talking to you, they kind of drop off the map and stop communicating with you. And I'm like, all right, well. Seems like we've always had this problem, though. Just recently, they rebranded it as ghosting and made it the other person's fault. Because before, if somebody stopped talking to you, you start complaining about it. It's called not taking a hint. Pretty simple. good for you stalkers out there. You don't have to say you're a stalker anymore. You just be like, I don't know, Channel 2 weather lady is ghosting me. I don't know. She's, it's, my, it's her fault that I'm going through her garbage. Uh, can't blame me though. I thought it would mean the opposite of what it means. Because like ghosts don't, you know, like, ghosts don't ignore you, right? Ghosts just like won't leave you alone, in fact. You know, I thought it'd be like, yeah, I broke up with her a few weeks ago, but man, she's really been ghosting me since then. Every night she shows up, rap, rap, rapping at my chamber door. Something, sounds like a ghost, too. Something about unfinished business. Uh, yeah, it is weird getting old, though, but people, I don't know. I feel like people are a little more suspicious of you. Like the other day, I uh, accidentally bought candy 
for a neighborhood kid, I felt like it was a bad look, just mainly because of my age. Like I was in the stores buying my stuff. Kid came in, tried to buy some gum for $2. He only had a dollar. He was by himself. And I'm like, that's okay. I got you, kid. Bought the candy. Kid tried to give me the dollar. And I was like, nah, keep your dollar, kid. Guy behind the counter looked at me like, is this considered grooming right now? I don't know. I should have taken the kid's dollar, though. That would have made it purely financial. That removes all suspicion. You know, nobody suspects the guy that's like, kid, you want to come back to my van? Candy is half off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, getting old, I don't know. Like the porn situation is a lot different than when I was younger. Porn's been devalued by the internet. This, but the, the market's been flooded. It used to have value. You used to find it in the woods. You could trade it for other things. I don't know who left porn in the woods. I think it was like porn gnomes or something left it in there. But that's where we found our first porn, if you're above the age of whatever it is. I got really good at it, too. Sometimes I'd find like a little torn off, one little piece of the corner. And I could tell, I was like a gold prospector. I was like, you know what? This means there could be larger porn deposits nearby. <laughs> Start digging. Then you find the source material. Disappointing sometimes. You thought it was a money shot. Turned out to be a Cinnabon ad from Bon Appetit. Turned out to be fool's porn. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I hate it when people, the worst thing is when people go, hey man, uh, I had this crazy dream I'm going to tell you about last night. I had this crazy dream. I hate that. I'm just like, a bunch of random details. It's not interesting. I always stop them and I go, wait a minute, wait, before you tell me, was it weird? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, did it seem real? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I've had that one before. <laughs> They're all the same. I don't know what the, if you absolutely have to tell somebody about your dreams, you should do it in reverse order the way Wizard of Oz does it. Like, give them all the details first and only at the end let them know that was a dream. I feel like that's a better, imagine how bad Wizard of Oz would be at the beginning. They were like, you are not going to believe this crazy dream. <laughs> that's how people say it too. They're like, you're not going to believe this dream I had. Yeah? This thing that in a world where anything can happen that happened inside your head, don't I kind of have to believe it? I didn't realize I had a choice. Next time someone says that, you're not going to believe this dream I had, tells me all about it, I'm going to be like, you're right. I don't believe you. I think you didn't dream that. I think you're a dream faker. I don't have time for the rest of it, do I, Ian? I'll save it. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Dan Lewis, everybody. Dan the Groomer Lewis is what I call him. Okay, we're going to keep it going. The very special guest. He just killed at the punchline on Sunday. He's my number one protege. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. Here it goes. Okay. Here it goes. Here are my jokes. Uh, I have a uh, uh, best friend, and we don't agree on anything. Uh, but it's just hit the point where it's, it's too late. I'm not going to lose him as a friend. I'd rather just allow him to be wrong than try to make new friends. That's, it doesn't matter. N not, you can't shake me. What if someone could come up to me and be like, hey, you know, Steve uh, just carved a swastika to, into his forehead? Like, what's that about? And I'd just be like, we don't talk about politics. So I don't know if that's, <laughs> that's not really my... I haven't asked him about it. I haven't brought it up. It's just, 
He believes completely insane stuff. I don't even try to fact check. I used to argue with him, but there's no point. He'll just say, he'll be like, did you know polar bears can drive stick shift or whatever? And I'll be like, I don't, what? I don't, okay, I'm not going to fact check that. That j Pretend the polar bears driving stick shift is a metaphor for vaccines. And then, okay, there we go. I don't know what we're talking about. Okay. Um, I've never been very brave uh, growing up. I used to be really scared of uh, spiders. Uh, I used to have to get my, my big sister to, if there was a spider in my room, I'd have to call out for her, be like, Hannah, come get it. Uh, but, you know, times are changing. Now, I, I recently, I've started a, a date in a woman, and the other day, there was a spider uh, in her room, and she was kind of freaking out and panicking, and I was able to play it cool. I was like, don't worry, I will call my sister. Okay, I got it, I got it. Okay, there we go. That's, uh, you know. I wish I wish I could do that with more, you know, existential things. Is it, it, the the problems are getting bigger, but I, I still want the same solutions. So if someone, you know, if this girl's like, "Where is this going between us?" I would just be like, "Hannah." You know, okay, no, no so, <laughs> that's my sister's name. Maybe I should clarify that. <laughs> that's what I say when I come, Hannah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what I, I don't know what I'm saying, Hannah. Oh God, that's gross. Um, recently in my neighborhood, uh, in order to, uh, reduce crime that's happening there, uh, a bunch of police were handing out whistles as I got, I got a whistle. It was a crime prevention whistle. And they said, uh, if you see someone getting crimed, uh, you can blow this whistle, uh, and prevent the crime. Uh, and I was like, you know, I, w I would rather uh, have a gun. So I don't know about you, but for prevention, if you want to stop the crime happening, it seems a little insane to me. Just what are you supposed to do of, I don't know if you guys are familiar with criminals, uh, <laughs> but they tend to not be uh, the biggest fans of snitches. And I'm supposed to stand there on a street corner and be like, a crime is happening. Uh, hear my roar. <laughs> you know, and then... I, I think I probably would prevent a crime happening that way because the criminal would be too busy bludgeoning me to <laughs> to finish breaking into the car, you know. That's very silly. I um, I don't really like uh, World War II movies. I don't. Uh... Okay, I don't. Uh, did uh, the premise was okay. Got to got to get off. Okay, was that one minute? Okay. Uh, Ian, why don't you go fuck yourself? No, I don't know. No, no, no. I'm, 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 fuck I'm, I'm Ian joking. Levy. This is this is a uh, this this isn't uh, uh, wasn't what I was going to talk about, but this is true. My my best friend is not is not this Ian, but uh, my best friend is a guy <laughs> named Ian, or he was my best. Is it we? Have you anyone ever like? Because when you're a kid, you have a best friend, and now we've kind of we have drifted apart. He's still a friend. But I don't, do I tell him if I've downgraded him to friend status? Do you have to get coffee with him and break it to him? Because I've told all these people all these stories about him where I described him as my best friend. And now if I tell them the story again, I'd be like, they'll be like, I thought you did that with your best friend. And he's like, well, he's a friend. Okay, that's enough of me. I'm getting off. Yay! <laughs> Ian Levy, everybody. My best friend. Okay, this next comedian, one of my favorites, legend of the San Francisco comedy scene, please give a warm welcome to Lauren Kraut. Thank you. Shout out to Pam. Woo! Thanks, Ian. Um, we need all the ages. 
We need young people. We need old people. We even need fucking babies and gaga and poop. It's a system. We have a system. Young people have lots of energy. They can do things. What do you want done? Let's do it. Old people have wisdom and experience. Well, hopefully wisdom and experience. It's, which is good to have when you're uh, planting crops or robbing a bank. This is the old people saying, don't plant tomatoes in that soil, it won't grow. Hit that bank on Tuesday, they'll never see you coming. And those fucking babies have gaga and poop. That's enough about them. But you put them all together and what do we have? We have humanity. And that's, that's a concept, that's a great concept, humanity. But it fails in the end and I'll tell you why. Because when you're old, you don't have enough energy to do stuff. And that's where it falls down. But nature has made it, um, has, uh, hang on, nature. Nature has, does it so beautifully because the answer is death. That's right. When you get to re be a certain age, you get a bottle of bubbly, a gold watch, and death. And you get to pick how. Uh, I say, uh, Die in my sleep at 90. Nope, no more die in your sleeps. Discontinued. How about uh, quick and painless at 87? 87 is full. How about uh, 57? Uh, okay. Well, I think that's what we, we're all in on it, but we just forgot that we knew about it. All right, I'm working on that one. That's, that's, that needs a lot of work. Um, all right, I never buy potato chips. I don't. I don't buy potato chips. I, they're um, on an anorexics menu. They don't fit. <laughs> <laughs> I've trained myself not to eat them, so it's like, don't go near the potato chips. Don't go near. Stay good, girl. Okay. <laughs> but I love potatoes in almost any form. Fried, scalloped, boiled, baked. What else is there? Hash browns. Um, what else? Oh, but I draw the line of potato chips because when I see them, I just see empty calories and salt. And if I want to have uh, up my cal caloric intake, I'd much rather have chocolate or the occasional blowjob. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yesterday I bought a bag and I, I looked forward to it and I anticipated it and I was excited about it and I bought and I took it home and I opened it and I had to crunch it. And <laughs> All right, this isn't going well. <laughs> I, every time I bring my paper up, I fuck it up. All right. Um, the save button is a godsend. Thank you. <laughs> so is that light. <laughs> but the delete button, we can do well by ourselves, right? You forget shit. But the save button, you need it. You can hit it, and it saves things, and you can do it where as much as you want if you have OCD. So I'm working on that one too. All right, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Lauren Kraut, everybody. The wonderful Lauren Kraut. Such a true artist you are, Lauren, you know that? <laughs> An inspiration. All right, next up, the second greatest Jew this side of the Mississippi. Put your heads together for Josh Kotsky. So many Jews. Fucking babies, am I right, Lauren? 
Fucking babies. You really hope that's an adjective and not a verb. We're, we're pro-fucking babies here? All right, go team. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys doing? We, we, we good? Yeah, not, not doing so good. I, this isn't even a joke. I've been so stressed out lady, lately. I've like developed Tourette's. I don't even know if that's a thing you can do. It's not even like fun Tourette's, like where you get to call people cunt and shit. I've just been like a lot of hard blinking and grunts and I don't know, fucking Russia's gonna blow us all up. So, you know, life's stressful. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Netflix documentaries. I saw this one on ducks. Uh, apparently when ducks are sad, they'll pluck out their feathers, uh, and the ones that get really, really depressed will go to Chinatown and hang themselves. <laughs> so, speaking of depression, who's blacked out recently? Ah, come on, you're all comedians. You gotta be drinking way more than that. What are you doing? Uh, I have a friend who's super proud of her blackouts. Uh, she, she was talking to me the other day. She was like, oh, Josh, last weekend was insane. I went to Ashley's pregame. I drank so much, I blacked out. Uh, and then we went to Blondie's. I danced with this guy to Low by Usher, and then I took the number 22 bus home. I was home about 3.15, 3.16. I'm just like, you don't know what blacking out is. Clearly, <laughs> blacking out is when you wake up and you're just like, oh, yeah, I know what I did. I, uh, I, uh, uh, fuck. Uh, kind of like what's happening with the set. I don't remember shit. Uh, I, I don't like how, how sitcoms portray people blacking out. It's always like, oh, my head hurts. I'm so hungover. Now let's go on an adventure and find out what happened last night. I'm always just like crying in my bed because I've been puking bile till noon. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. I, I used to drink a lot more and lie about it. In college, they made us take these surveys where we would have to tell people how much we drank, and the survey would be like, how many drinks do you have in a week? A, zero to three, B, four to seven, C, eight or more. That's the thing, eight or more, it's all the same. Eight beers, 80 beers, pff, same kind of an issue. You have a tailgate before a football game, do you kill a handle of Grey Goose with every meal? It's the same thing. Don't even worry about it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's an issue. I had to I had to call my I had to go to my doctor recently to talk about. Oh, I just missed one. Uh, I wish I could answer all of my all of the questions that people ask me, like that survey. You know, when when guys in college would be like, uh, yeah, Josh, how many girls have you slept with? I wish I could just be like three or more. Or more, it's all the same. I uh, had to go to my doctor recently because my bones are made of Nature Valley bars and I'm <laughs> fucking falling apart. He asked me how many drinks I have in a week, how many standard drinks I have in a week, and I was like, no, none, zero standard drinks. Only well drinks. Standard drinks, way too expensive for me. Um, I don't know, I don't think I have any time left, so thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> What a man he is. Thank you. I don't identify as a Christian. That's very uh, prejudiced of you to think I am one. Uh, is Sam here? Sam? Yeah. Well, you know what that means. Time's for Daddy to do a set. All right, put your hands together for me. 
Papa has arrived. Hey, everybody. This is stress. It's stressful back there. So many knobs and buttons. But I'm figuring it out. How are we? We're good. There we go. There's Jared. Uh, you guys, you guys smoke weed in here, weed smokers? Woo! Yep, <laughs> right on cue. Yeah, smoking weed's great. I, I, I like to smoke weed. I also like to celebrate 420. Do you guys celebrate 420? It's a great holiday, right? It really feels like a holiday in San Francisco. You know, it's like Christmas. You walk around and there's just something in the air, but <laughs> can't really explain what is in the air, but there's something in the air. <laughs> something in the air. I like 420, but the problem I have with 420 is that a lot of my friends who don't smoke weed, they like celebrate it with me, and I kind of feel offended when they do that, you know? Like, I'm not melting my brain 364 days a year just for you to like take a drag of a joint and act like your life is crazy, you know? So you gotta be about that life, right? Like, you're not gonna invite a Catholic to the end of Ramadan dinner, right? He didn't put in the work, he didn't fast, so why is he there, you know what I'm saying? I just think that's fair to my religion. I don't know. And also, the thing about 420 is that's the only, that's the only holiday that weed gets. Alcohol has jurisdiction over every other holiday, and I think that's so unfair. Because Americans, we just love to drink, so it doesn't matter what it is. Like, well, anything, you know, a fucking America's birthday, fucking drink, fucking New Year's, dude, fucking drink, fucking Orthodox Easter, you don't even know what you're, they'll drink for anything. And it doesn't end there, we take holidays from other countries, St. Patrick's Day, Drink, like we don't even have anything, Cinco de Mayo, that's another one. Me we Mexicans can't have anything. We steal their fucking holidays too. We're fucking gentrifying holidays so we could fucking celebrate them. Next thing you know, frat bros are gonna be doing keg stands on Juneteenth, you know? That's next, beware. But I think uh, to, to make up for the amount of uh, uh, holidays that alcohol has, I think we should have one be dedicated to weed. We just throw one in. There's a few options, right? Thanksgiving, that's a good one, right? Put a little can of butter in the pumpkin pie. Fucking send grandpa back to Vietnam. He'll go crazy. <laughs> What's in this? <laughs> ah, Charlie. Okay, that's all I wanted to do. Thank you, everybody. We're going to keep it going. I don't know who's next, so just keep clapping. Okay, next up. We have, is Felipe Campus here? Hey. There we go, Felipe Campus, everybody. Just, just walked in, just got off work. How are we doing? Got a sick crowd today. Woo, comedy, Mark Normand. Ha, that's, <laughs> that's a stolen one. Um, so what's up, man? You're funny. Um, <laughs> uh, so I was in Seattle last weekend, and uh, I, was at, I was at this place called Gasworks. You know what Gasworks is? Show of hands if you know what Gasworks is. Take your pants off if you don't know what Gasworks is. Got a bunch of fucking liars in the room. No, nobody's taking their pants off. That's a bummer. Um, yeah, so I, me and some friends went to Gasworks on Saturday. It's, a, it's all you got to know. It's a beautiful park. Uh, great views of Lake Union. It's a big lake in Seattle. Lots of parents with their you know kids running around and stuff. And specifically on this day, there was this RC car. About a Chihuahua-sized RC car that was just like ripping around uh, the park. And uh, just... Going upwards like 40 miles an hour maybe, like doing backflips off hills and shit. Uh, and like parents were totally unfazed by this to the point where like I saw it actually do jump off a hill, almost decapitate a kid. And the parents were like, ah, whatever. And, uh, you know, private school is expensive. We could go without Timmy at the end of the day. Like it'll be all right. But um, uh, anyways, like 
people are chilling. This I, I'm like, well, this thing's got to have a pilot. I'm not sure who it is. My buddy's like, well, look over there, and I see this dude who looks like if Neo from the Matrix like didn't go to that orgy nightclub to meet everybody and instead moved to Seattle and got super into RC cars and just hanging around parks with kids and you know trench coat, dark shades, just looking really weird, but like super into the controls. It's a good time. But um, uh, anyways. Every single dog in the park is losing its fucking mind at this RC car. As soon as it passes, the dog's like, "What the fuck is that?" And uh, it's all of their owners are like, "Shut up! Like, why are you like, why are you freaking out?" And it's like, have some empathy. Nobody's ever explained to dogs what RC cars are ever. Not like they're supposed to know what they are. Millions of years of coevolutions with man, and never in the wild have they seen an RC car just zooming around the plains. Like, imagine if you were a Neanderthal, like. 10,000 years ago and you just see this fucking zooming spinning thing just shooting at you down at this area. You'd be like, what the fuck is that? That's not a cheetah or a lion or anything I've ever seen. You'd be freaking out too. Anyways, owners got to have some empathy for their dogs, um, which they don't. Uh, another thing is uh, babies on planes. We get pissed at babies crying on planes all the time. Like, Maybe we should listen to them. Like, it's you're in an aluminum box 10 miles in the sky with not even a fucking parachute. Are you kidding me? Like, what are you doing? It's actually legal for, this is good knowledge for you guys, it's actually legal to bring a parachute on an airplane. So it's just a good pro tip for you guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, another one. Um, I don't know why we've normalized, like, the screeching, like, sound of Bart in our ears like why is that i mean i saw a homeless guy jerking off on bart the other day which like at this point like whatever but like how have we gotten to the point where we can become aroused and pleasure ourselves to completion with the sound of a thousand hyenas getting their balls chopped off like screaming in our ears like that's that's not it's not i mean imagine being okay back to the neanderthal thing imagine if you're neanderthal ten thousand years ago and you're hiding from a cheetah that's just like scratching its shit on the rock that's like you're hiding behind it from you're like fuck 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 and you look over and your boy trevor is just fucking jerking it in the corner you're like dude what the fuck there's a cheetah over here he's like no nah, you just gotta block it out it's actually kind of hot when you like think about it and you're just like that doesn't we're fucked but Trevor survived, and I that this guy died, so that's why we got what we got. So, anyways, thank you. This was this was a good time. Go Bears! Bye. Felipe <laughs> uh, Campus, everybody. Yeah, fuck dogs, bro. I fucking hate dogs. Um, that's kind of all we got to say. Jared, this isn't feedback hour, okay? That's on Mondays. So shut your fucking. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, uh, is Ashley Tomagen here? Okay, well that that uh, Jared. Okay, so that means that we're gonna have a fill-in. So everybody, put your hands together, please, for Dan Britton. What's up, guys? As you can tell by my new shirt, I am your friendly neighborhood bottle of mustard. I will be on hot dogs, hamburgers and anything else you desire. <laughs> You're into some weird shit, aren't you? <laughs> One time I rented an apartment to somebody in the Castro and he was moving some of his shit in and uh, he like had all of his stuff in the Tupperware box sitting there in the lobby. And when I met him, he's like nice guy, very cordial. And then whenever he's moving in, I see the Tupperware stuff in his lobby. He's got like the leather dog mask and chains and whips. I said, well, <laughs> I'm not going back into that apartment for a long time. Not until the move out inspection. 
So that joke sucks. Okay. So on my way over here, a girl caught me staring at her rack. That's the fucking worst, isn't it, fellas? Where you just like, she catches you staring. It's like, but I mean, she had 13 bicycles on top of a Mini Cooper. I was so impressed, you know? How did this ever happen? Was there ever a guy who was like, you know, I'm not crazy or nothing. But to me, this piece of metal reminds me of a set of titties. I'm going to start calling them that. And then there must have been some guy there gassing him up like, oh my God, he's cracked the code of all humanity. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> a couple of months ago, I was having sex with a girl that I didn't really know very well. <laughs> and in the middle of it, she goes, uh, uh, I love you. And I stop. I'm like, uh, she's like, why'd you stop? I was like, uh, you just fucking said, I love you. She goes, oh, you don't have to worry about that. I was thinking about somebody else. <laughs> Some people are really into choking. I don't really understand the, the appeal of that. It doesn't really inspire confidence in me when someone I'm having sex with is like, you know, I'd rather fucking be suffocating right now. <laughs> Thanks to one guy who laughed at that joke. I have an aunt named Karen, and she's a total bitch. Yeah, recently she found what we were all up to, and then she changed her name to Lauren. And I said, that has to be the single most Karen name to change your name to. <laughs> Lauren is Karen 2.0 with just like an overly dyed brunette hair. That's all. I had a friend pass away recently. He was stopping at a job site and a wire fell on him and he got electrocuted. It's really tested my faith. So I went back and I was reading the Bible and I was thinking about Abraham, who was the first person to ever have faith in God, who was a shepherd. And one day when he was just out feeding his sheep, God was like, yo, Abraham. He's like, what? who was that? Was that one of the sheep? He's like, look up here, stupid. And he looks up. He's like, what? Who are you? He's like, I'm God. He's like, what's God? To quote Denzel Washington, I run shit here. Y'all just live here. <laughs> and then Abraham puts all of his faith in God. And God is like, circumcise yourself. Abraham's like, okay, God. Starve yourself for me for a summer. Abraham's like, okay, God. And then God's like, Abraham, I want you to take your son up to the top of the mountain and cut him in half. Again, Abraham is like, okay, God. I just wonder what that conversation was like with Mrs. Abraham. It's like, hey, honey, happy Saturday. I think I'm going to take Demetrius out for a hike. Oh, Abraham, you're the best father. It's a little father-son bonding time. But what's that bit axe for? Axe? What axe? Oh, oh, I was going to chop more of my dick off because God told me to. <laughs> and then Abraham took his son to the top of the mountain and God stopped him at the last second. But Abraham had successfully proven his faith to God. And it makes me think, God, there are much sicker, harder ways to test a man's faith in you. You could have just said, Abraham, from this day forward, you will be a Miami Dolphins fan. <laughs> no, God, no. Shut up. Have faith in God. And importantly, have faith in your quarterback, Tua Tangovaloa. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Good night. Damn Britain, everybody. I love how your impression of the guy that thought of the word rack sounded like Kermit. That was hilarious. Did they teach you that on Sesame Street? This is a rack. Okay. God, I'm so funny. Okay. Um, moving on, we are going to move on to... Uh, Arguably the most enthusiastic woman in all of comedy. 
in, Bay, in the Bay Area. Second only to Pam Benjamin. Everybody put your hands together for Ashley Tomajin. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. So today, when I was at work, I'm an instructional aide. I work with high school kids. Um, a girl had a spider jump on her. And I was like, oh, my God. And I tried, so I grabbed her, her arm, and it was, like, jumping around on her arm. And I'm like, just take off your hoodie. And so, she's, so, so she took off all of her shirts by accident and then threw the, the, the hoodie at me. And I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be bad. Human resources is going to talk to me about this later. And, and so, like, I kill the spider. But then there's a girl it's clad in only her bra and her shirt, and she's turned completely red out of the situation, I think more from the fear of the spider than actually, like, you know, taking off her clothes in front of the entire class. But uh, so then I, like, so then, like, I pull her shirt out of the hoodie, and I give her her shirt back, and it was just a whole thing. And I was just like, fuck, I fucked up. This is so bad. This is so bad. But I killed the spider, everybody. I killed the spider. I was scared too. It was this big. About the size of a silver dollar. It was pretty big. It was pretty big. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, a kid recently asked me, Miss AJ, what's it like to be lonely? And I'm like, why do you think I'm lonely? <laughs> They're like, well, you have no husband. You have no kids. You're always telling us you, you're not going to, you're not our mom. You're not going to clean up after us. Like who? She's like, so what's it like to be lonely? And I'm like, first of all, I'm not lonely. I'm the most unalone I felt all my life. I got a dog about a year ago and I, 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 I stopped being lonely. And I was telling you, you know, the, the most lonely I ever felt was when I was engaged and living with a guy and cleaning up after him and, cl and washing his clothes and stuff. Like, and I was like miles apart emotionally from this person. That's, that's, why, that's why I gave the ring back. But uh, yeah, I, I don't feel lonely anymore. I don't. Thank you. I, I, my dog, I love him. I miss him. I wish he was here with me. But he, he's not well around people. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a pit bull. Not just that, but he's a pit bull. He's huge. He's 70 pounds. Yeah, yeah, he's huge. I love him so much. He's eight years old, and he 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 knows he's eight years old. He just looks at me like, no, I'm tired. Yeah, so he recently brought in a possum to the house. Those fuckers really do play dead. They really do. They really do play dead, and, and he brought it into the house, and I freaked out, and it was a whole thing. And then uh, um, right before Thanksgiving, he got he got sprayed by a skunk. So my dog's name is Chunkers. Now he's a skunker, Chunkers. Yeah. All right. So um, the thing is, I love my dog so much. I want to marry my dog. Is that weird? Is that weird? I mean, I'm, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I think he'd make the best husband. He knows how to, he knows how to run in, in, this, in his sleep. Fuck, I don't know where I was going with this. All right, my name is Sasha Thomas. Thank you guys very much. We're moving along. Ashley Tomagin, everybody. That was quick. You still had a minute. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, we're going to keep it going, everybody. Please clap your hands for Denise Lee. Hey, we're going to have to keep moving with this because I was overly optimistic about the weather today, so a little cold right now. Um, okay. So I am an immigrant to the Bay Area. Uh, yes, thank you so much. Uh, a lot of enthusiasm for that. Uh, I was born and raised in a third world country called Texas. 
And so I was born and raised in Texas my whole life, right? So like when I first moved out here, I was just kind of freaked out by stuff people were doing, you know, like uh, eating vegetables, exercising. And the craziest thing, like women were making their own decisions about what to do with their bodies, like vegetables and reproductive rights. Like that's very overwhelming for a Friday night. Ashley, thank you so much for laughing. You listened to all these jokes last night. So <laughs> appreciate you. <laughs> um, I had some friends who were trying to convince me not to move out here. Like I had a friend who was like, Denise, like San Francisco's pretty violent. Like, did you see the news about the grizzly bears who escaped the zoo? I thought she had just been watching like Fox News or whatever. So I did my own research. Uh, but for some reason, when I Googled bears in San Francisco, the top search result was just a video of a man wearing nothing but a tool belt about to fix something broken. But I don't know, it was my first time on Pornhub.com. Okay, and if you're unfamiliar with Pornhub, Pornhub is simply a website, very popular, uh, where people can go and browse uh, home repair services, food delivery options, and uh, babysitting opportunities. So, huge supporter of the gig economy. Uh, craziest thing too, like they recently, I saw all these like cool relationship building exercises uh, for step siblings out there, which I really support. You know, like being from Texas, I'm like good for them. Good for them. Way to build family values. Um, so I've been working really long hours at my day job. And so earlier this week, my boss was like, hey, I see you working hard. So I'm going to let you lead the biggest project of the quarter. Congratulations. <laughs> and when he told me this, I was like, oh, my gosh, wow. Like, that sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> like, oh my God, why is the prize for hard work just more work, you know? <laughs> like, give me something I actually want, like uh, my soul that this company took from me. Okay, too much, too much, okay. <laughs> One of the men on the team was like super salty about it. He was like, I bet Denise only got the the project because she uh, she she's gonna sleep with the boss. Like, what a terrible thing to say, right? Like, I would never sleep with someone to get ahead at work because I don't need to. Like, I would, I would sleep with someone to get something that's actually unattainable, right? Like a one-bed, one-bath with an in-unit washer-dryer apartment in San Francisco, all right? I will do anything for that. Yeah, I was with my last boyfriend for three years because he had great apartment amenities. It was, it was awesome. Okay, I think, I think we're just gonna leave it at that. Okay, thank you, bye. Denise Lee. You can catch her at the punchline. What is that, February 22nd? Look at that, God, I know everything. I'm stalking you, I'm your stalker, sorry. Just outed myself. Uh, okay, is Patrick Delaney here? Yeah, okay. Everybody clap your hands for Patrick Delaney. Howdy, folks. Hello. All righty. Boys, girls, and flying squirrels. Hello. Oh, we're done. So uh, I'm a big classic rock fan, but like I'm really into like the more like obscure, lesser-known singer-songwriters. Uh, for example, there's a guy named Bruce Springsteen. 
And the first time I listened to Bruce Springsteen, I was five years old, and I was driving in the car with my mom, and uh, the song comes on the radio. My mom's like, oh my God, I love this song so much. It's such a sad song. And I was like, what's the song? What's it about? She's like, well, it's a song called The River. It's by a guy named Bruce Springsteen, real underground, uh, underground cat, by the way. I don't know if you've heard of him. <laughs> And the premise of the song, The River, is a guy and a girl, they get together and they have a baby. And the song is about how their lives are pretty much ruined after having the baby. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like you're trying to tell me something right now. <laughs> hey, mom, is there something you want to get off your chest? She's like, yeah, this fucking baby off my tit. Fucking throws my little brother out the window. Oh, anyway, so I start freaking out, and I start crying, and she tries to calm me down, and she's like, oh my god, baby, no, 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 and the song, the child is unplanned, therefore it's a mistake, and therefore it changes the entire trajectory of the couple's lives, because they live in an area where birth control isn't readily available. Don't worry, though, you are not a mistake, all right, and you were planned, you were a planned parenthood survivor. <laughs> You're not a mistake. What's PC for mistake? You're a, oh, a uterus party crasher. <laughs> it oddly cheered me up, too. I was like, I do like the party sometimes, even though I'm five years old. I like ball pits. Um, yeah, I don't want kids. Me and my girlfriend both don't want kids. Um, she got that surgery done recently that prevents her from having children. Yeah, she got her tubes tied. And I picked her up from the hospital right after the procedure and asked how it went. And she's like, surgery went well. It went pretty good. I, I'm a little sore, though. I, uh, I got this knot right here. It's, like, pretty tight. And I took a look at the x-ray. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's like a bunny ear convention down there. <laughs> Doctor really dolled you up down there, sister. Um, but my parents, uh, my mom actually wants me and her to get married. She's like, hey, Pat, like, when are you going to pop the question? When are you going to get hitched? I was like, oh, we tied the knot all right. <laughs> Specifically a single knot, though, because, you know, Medi-Cal. <laughs> anyway, uh, she still got pregnant, though. So we went to the doctor to complain. The uh, doctor's like, I could do the procedure again. And we're like, no way. He's like, oh, come on. What's the matter? Don't you trust me? We're like, no. You're wearing a clip-on tie and Velcro shoes. <laughs> if you don't trust yourself with your appearance, why would I trust you with her lady parts? And he's like, very, very true, very true. How about this? I'll give you a vasectomy. He pulled out a pair of uh, 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 arts and crafts scissors. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. <laughs> Patrick Delaney. What a man. You look cool, Patrick. I like your style. Yeah. I think I'm in love with you. Anyway, um, uh, we're going to have uh, we have a surprise guest. Special surprise guest. Uh, Mutiny Radio legend. Everybody clap your hands for Mike Bonds. Really, Ian, that's, that's what you're giving me? That's what you're giving me for getting on stage? All right, caught up in the rapture. It's nice shit. Hey, uh, how you guys doing? Black History Month, how we doing? All right, are we celebrating it this month? Okay, good, good, okay, because uh, I like to call this White Guilt Month, you know what I'm saying? I'm collecting all the white guilt that I can this month, you know, because this is the time to catch it, you know? I go out with my white buddies, we go out to the restaurant and have dinner, hey man, it's Black History Month, you got this one? Okay, good, we're good. 
You know, no, I'm actually, you know, it's actually a really monumental year for uh, Black History Month, you know. We'll let you guys in on a little secret. Uh, Rush Limbaugh died last year during Black History Month, you know. <laughs> right? Look, I see the claps already. See? This year, look at him. All right, calm down. <laughs> now, <Nah>, keep clapping. <laughs> no, it's like this year is going to be a little bit more special, you know, because Rush Limbaugh was... The, the the just I mean we, we you know you know what he was we don't we don't want to go there you know what he was you know I want to start saying shit all right but you know like I said it's gonna be that much more special uh, I just downloaded an app you guys gotta watch these apps you down you download apps my man all the time right you gotta watch these apps you download I'm sure you're a porn guy right I'm sure you got some porn apps on your phone all right I fucked around and downloaded uh, downloaded the uh, the McDonald's app the other day you know <laughs> right it fucked up my whole world man you know. I'm like, shit, man, how many free Big Macs can you motherfuckers give away? You know what I'm saying? And I think they know when I'm high, too, because the other day these motherfuckers offered me a McCluck and Fuck Burger. I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know? they like, it's uh, beef, chicken, and fish all in one. I'm like, are you selling weed, too, McDonald's? What's going on here? The fuck is happening, McDonald's, you know? Shit, I, I just, uh, I got a new roommate, you know, it's, new roommates are always fun, you guys, you know how that is, you know, but my new roommate is kind of a weirdo, man, he's a sriracha lover, you know, he's a sriracha, and sriracha sauce people, you guys are weirdos anyway, clap it up if you love sriracha sauce, okay, stop clapping now, you guys are all weirdos, there's the weirdos right there, everybody, there they are. You know, it's fucked up because he's got like 50 bottles of sriracha sauce just sitting around the house, man, for some fucking strange reason, just everywhere, you know? I went to the bathroom the other day, there was a bottle of sriracha sauce in the bathroom, <laughs> right, which leads me to believe it's okay to jack off with sriracha sauce. That's, that's what I got out of that one, you know? I don't know, I may try it one day, I just may try it, you know? But no, the other day he asked me, he's like, uh, hey Mike, man, there's a sriracha sauce convention going on in San Diego, do you want to go? No, the fuck I don't want to go. <laughs> The fuck would you ask me that for, man? You know, like I want to go to a hot sauce convention full of sriracha sauce people. You know what I'm saying? The fuck goes on down there? I don't know, man. I don't know. You, sir, you have a big ass head. How you like that big? You, you enjoy your big ass? I'm just noticing that. You know, he's like, you can't hide that thing. I'm sure you're blocking somebody behind you right now. You know? It's fucked up because I got a big ass head, too, so I understand what you're going through, man. You know, I went to go buy a hat the other day, man, because I love my hats. The dude at the hassle was like, check it out, big man. It's going to be 8 to 12 weeks before we can get your size in. That head is big as fuck. It's like, you didn't have to tell me like that, man, but I get what you're saying, you know. My son's got a big ass head, too, you know. I realize there's two important conversations I'm going to have to have with my son one day. Number one, this is how you deal with the police. And number two, you got a big ass head. You know what I'm saying? Both conversations are equally as important. Jeez, guys, I'm on the last joke. I'm a little sweaty here, but I'm going to get you guys with the last joke. I'm pretty sure my phone is watching me. You know, you know your phone's watching you. You know, I was using the Waze app the other day, and Waze's like, hey, Mike, check this out. There's a Popeye's about a half a block away, right? Would you like to get your big ass on over there? It's like, damn, phone, you know me so well. I got a few minutes to kill. Get me on over there anyway. Hey, you guys, I'm headed out to Vegas tonight to do a show tomorrow. Catch me later. Mike Bonds. <laughs> Mike Bonds, everybody. Biggest head in comedy. Biggest head. All right, we're going to keep it going. Please put your hands together for Hillary Lennon. There's too many of you. Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, is that working? Yeah. Um, who here likes drugs? Yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised by that answer because I feel like the generation that's coming up, like Gen Z, Gen... I don't even know what they call them after that. But 
you kids are so wholesome. Like I was standing in line at Whole Foods the other day and these two 30-year-old hipsters are talking about how great turmeric is in bone broth. And when I was that age, my friends are and I are debating the merits of like candy flipping versus hippie flipping. I'm like, things have really changed. But I think that's cool actually because I love the fact that like weed got a new publicist and they are just fucking crushing it. Like everybody loves weed now. It's really classed itself up. I mean, I go into the dispensary and I'm like, I just want some weed gummies. And I walk out of there and I spent $150 because I'm like, ooh, shiny packaging. Total sucker. Total sucker for for some cute, very like uh, hip, looks like you could buy it at West Elm packaging. But um, it wasn't always like this. I was actually very afraid of eating weed for a really, really long time. And part of this is because I blame it on the summer of doom, is what I call it, because I was living in college. I was living with four dudes, and they were growing weed in the basement. And so basically all we did was sit around the house, get high, and play doom. But the thing about it is that I got this brilliant idea one night, because we have all these leaves. I'm like, let's make ganja butter, which fun, right? Yay. And so. What I decided though, it's like, okay, now we have like a gallon of ganja butter. What the fuck do you do with that? And I was like, why don't we make fettuccine Alfredo? So let me just tell you, ganja butter is delicious in fettuccine Alfredo. It is the best tasting thing you have ever had. I highly recommend it. But here's the one thing that I did not realize, because this was all of our first time eating weed. We had no fucking idea how much we were dosing ourselves. And you sure as hell do not need to eat a full plate of fettuccine Alfredo because made with a lot of butter, because I'm pretty sure that I gave myself permanent brain damage from that evening. <laughs> Lo and behold, well, not only did we do that, but we also decided to make pot brownies and eat those for dessert. So. We, so we had an amazing night. We're on a rooftop. A thunderstorm comes in. It's like fucking crazy. You're like, you're basically hallucinating. And then I totally blacked out, woke up the next day in my bed, had no idea what happened. And I'm like, I am so afraid of eating weed. But the thing about it is now it's very different, right? You can get it all dosed out. You know exactly what you're getting. And then um, the thing that bums me out about it, though, is that you cannot, it's not legal in all you know the rest of the country so if you're going to a different state you cannot legally fly with it so it this is when it very much pays to be the model minority because in case you did not know women's underwear has a little drug pocket in the in the liner so you can you can easily fit a whole eighth if you're really desperate you could probably fit a quarter in there but <laughs> the thing about it is i do realize you may be judging me for for um, you know, basically muling drugs across state borders. But honestly, that eighth of weed in my panties ain't nothing on the 20 balloons of heroin that I just swallowed. So <laughs> thanks, guys. Hillary Lennon. She's got weed in her pussy. Um, <laughs> it's not in my pussy. It's just in my yeah. pussy. It's more fun to, to think that it's in there, though. Any guy that goes down on you, he's in for a treat. Okay. Um, we're going to keep it. Is a Jay still here? A Jay? Okay. All right. Please put your hands together for a Jay. I'm not going to try to pronounce the last name. Y'all know what time. Good evening. Hello. How are you guys doing? You guys doing good? All right. All right. I'm going to get into my shit. I'm a little bit, a little bit hungover. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, uh, a little bit about me. I live with three other women, which uh, I kind of thought would be like my permission slip to not get emasculated, but turns out like that's exactly what's the opposite of what's happening. But uh, 
they like to call me like the man of the house a lot. They like to say, "Hey, it's like a J. It's the man of the house. It's the man of the house." And I was like, "All right, this doesn't feel this doesn't feel like a compliment anymore." <laughs> My only competition is a fucking cat, so I mean, this isn't going well. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been watching one of these Netflix shows. Um, it's it's a dating show, right? It's about like people with mental disabilities. They're looking for love. They're like, uh, they're all really fixated on marriage, and like they have a trouble, like they have trouble with eye contact. Uh, yeah, it's called Love Is Blind. If you guys, if you guys seen that, nobody's even. <laughs> I mean, nobody's seen Love Is Love on the Spectrum, so I guess. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, it's it's really weird because like so basically the premise is like these people like sit in pods and like they don't see what the other person looks like. And they're like, hey, we'll develop like a genuine connection. But I'm like, I'm always thinking like, you can't really tell what like the body language is. Like, somebody could be just having like the most normal, normal, normal conversation with you and be like, like doing some weird shit. Be like, what, what is your fondest memory? Like, like, tell me about your family. And like, what are your favorite turn-ons? Like, yeah, it, it's it it feels like there's a lot of loopholes in this. Yeah, it's, it's it doesn't seem like a great show. Uh. <laughs> but uh, but uh, a little bit more about me. I have a nice jawline, and uh, if, if if you if you don't if you don't think that, then uh, that's not what your mom said last night. Hey yo. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. People always like ask me like like, damn, you have a nice like what like how did that happen? I'm like, what do you want me to tell you? Like I started eating rocks at like eight. Like this is just how it happened. Like I like it's not like my parents are like in the Everglades and my mom fell in the water and like a crocodile had its way. <laughs> like I popped out. It's like no. I mean, all right. I need a better tag then. Say <laughs> that shitty. Uh, I've been trying to be a little bit more religious re recently because I feel like uh, I feel like a hedonist, and I think I need to find God. But finding God as a Hindu is kind of hard, you know, because there's a lot. So I feel like I'm probably not pleasing all of them. It's just it's a it's a it's an uphill battle. But uh, I also think like being a born again Hindu is like kind of it's a tricky situation because if you want to be a born again Hindu, there's kind of <laughs> It's kind of a thing you have to do. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, die. You have to die. <laughs> yeah, you want to be boarding in Hindu. It's kind of kind of in the contract. But uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of good Hindus though. I feel like people overlook that. Like, I think I think there's a there's a lot of good Hindus throughout his, history, right? Like Jesus. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Jesus was a Hindu. I think he checks all the boxes. Like he was reincarnated. Yeah, he dresses like a yogi. I'm like, come on, man, has like luscious locks, and he's always lecturing people. It's like that. Come on, that that that's a Hindu right there, right? And ba the Bible is basically just like medieval tech support, if you think about it, right? Right? Like like. Wait, wait. Let me get to this. Let me get to this. Uh, yeah, like forgive others that have wronged you. That just sounds like yo. Turn. Have you tried turning it on and off again? Right? Right? Come on. And then uh, what, what are the other ones? Yeah, like divorce just sounds like like they want you to practice like debugging instead of throwing your wife out a window. <laughs> and then like like obviously no gays, but that's just that's just them saying like, hey, that that cable doesn't go in that port. <laughs> Figure this shit out. All right, all right. That's that's all I really want to try. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. A nigga never been a jay, as good as me. Like when I was young, I had two male What a good little Hindu. The pinstripes in the brain. Uh, I felt really bad saying that out loud. I'm so focused on all these knobs that I forget I have to say shit, and then bad things are coming out. I flirted with that one guy. Um, 
I'm going to start talking about Ivermectin, maybe drop an N-word, who knows. Uh, let's keep it going, though, for a guy who might be on the FBI watch list. Everybody give it up for Dorian Trong. Hello, everyone. I don't have a good jawline. If I shaved my beard, my, my head would end up my bottom lips. Happy uh, Black History Month. My uh, my jokes are nothing like Mike's. Do you guys ever wonder like who got to decide like February would be Black History Month? You know what I mean? I mean it's pretty cool. You know it shares uh, the same month as some you know other banging holidays like Chinese New Year, Valentine's Day, of course, uh, President's Day. Except half the presidents owned slaves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I almost feel like we, we're so racist we can't even celebrate black people for 28 days straight without taking a racist smoke break right in the middle. Just <sighs> All right, let's wrap it up. Yeah, I never understood uh, why, why old people always say that kids these days are soft, you know what I mean? Like, they still got statues of Robert E. Lee in the South. Like, that is the, that is the OG par participation trophy, you know what I mean? And that shit wasn't even close. They're like, well, we showed, we showed, we showed Gil good effort, man. Shut the fuck up, man. Um, while we're on the topic, um, you guys all aware that uh, Joe Rogan's getting canceled for saying the N-word? You know the word that you're all thinking right now? Not me, though. Not only do I never say the word, I don't even think it. Because I know the difference between good and wrong. I don't even know how it feels like on my tongue and my lips to even mouth the word because I'm such a good person. <laughs> like I wouldn't even say it if it was if it was okay. Like I wouldn't even sing the word if it was in the national anthem. <laughs> I would just sit there and judge everyone else. I wouldn't even say it if LeBron James himself came up to me and offered me a million dollars to whisper in his ear. <laughs> no. I wouldn't even say it if it was solve world hunger. I wouldn't even say it if, uh, what's her name? Greta Thunberg sail, sailed her little boat to me and said, if you say this little word, it will solve, it will end global warming. I would tell her no. I would tell her, how dare you? There are some words that should never be said no matter the context. Anyway, so I'm like turning 34 pretty soon. And uh, dating in my 30s is like really intense. You know, all the women my age, like, they all thought they were going to marry the last guy. And they're coming at me like it's the fourth quarter of a football game, you know? And they're going for the Hail Mary. You know, when they date me, they're like, all right, let's huddle up. This is probably not going to work, but I'm going to go for it. <laughs> this is what we're going to have to do. You're going to have to get a new job. We're going to get married in six months. And I want to have kids, three kids, by the t time I turn 36. I was like, whoa! That's why I run off the field like Antonio Brown. Just peace! Thank you, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, um, I'm 36, and I also live with my parents. And it's weird, you know, me and my mom have really bad communication. She never talks to me, like, direct. Every time I talk to my mom, she's like, she talks to me like she's a detective, you know what I mean? She'll be like, hey, what did you do yesterday? I'm like, you know, I went out to dinner. She was like, okay. So you went out to dinner at 7, and I know that restaurant closes at 10. 
So did it take you two hours to drive across the city back home? I'm like, all right, you got me. I was, I took a pit stop at the neighborhood whore. <laughs> all right, that's my time. Thank you. Dorian Trong, everybody. That was a good set. You guys are funny. You guys are, you guys are so funny. You know that? I'm sober. Um, I am. Uh, okay, this next comedian, wonderful guy. He kind of reminds me of like the one uncle you have that gives you a beer when you're 13. Um, so please put your hands together for Kelly Evans, everybody. All right. Um, it's good to see that if you uh, if you put Ian behind controls and a lot of buttons, the the real man comes out, and evidently he's very racist. <laughs> and, this is a lot of disturbing shit. Okay. Um, I don't want to be your uncle either, so let's get that out of the way. Uh, anyway, I, um, fuck, what was I going to, uh, th- cool. All right. That's, I, I don't, but that's good to, I'll keep that in mind. All right. I don't want to be, I'm already one uncle. I don't need to be, anyway, moving on. You're just, this is my time. Um, I uh, I have Medi-Cal, and so maybe that's why I don't really trust my doctor's opinion, honestly. I don't really, I don't know. I just don't think he knows what he's talking about. Like, I went in to, uh, to just, like, a normal visit, and I was like, I got this thing, like a skin thing on my leg. Can you take a look at it? And, because uh, I'm a little freaked out. And he looked at it, and he's like, oh, it's, that's fine. That's not, yeah, you don't need to do anything. I was like, yeah, I shouldn't see a dermatologist. He's like, no, no, it's totally fine. I was like, okay, cool. So what is it? And he's like, oh, I don't know, but <laughs> doesn't look bad, though. I was like, what? Fuck this. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so I don't know if you should get a vaccine or not, I guess. It's not, that's not, that was a weird segue. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I, uh, I got the vaccine. I did get the vaccine, actually. Um, and I also forgot where I was heading this. Um, I, uh, I just think that, uh, you know, I, I got the vaccine because it was the right thing to do, you know, because like, I want to protect old people and also like go to Coachella, you know? So fuck. Yeah, dude. Just, yeah. Can we peer pressure this guy to shut the fuck up? Okay. Um, sorry. No. Yeah. If in that war, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you could, I mean, you could watch just, you know, you also don't talk the entire time, you know? All right. Well, good talk. I am worried now. Um, I am. I am. Okay. All right. I will. I love Jesus. JC, my man. All right. That's what happens when you leave the door open, guys. Um, all right. Fuck yeah. All right. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> Fucking vaccines, huh? Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, you got to do the right thing. I just don't know. I think actually, uh, you know, I don't usually trust pharmaceutical companies, honestly, and and I don't think anybody else should. But I think as Americans, we have to band together, uh, do the right thing, and take a bunch of Oxycontin, you know? Just really... And the vaccine, sure, the vaccine too. I just, I took it though. I got it. And they said it was FDA approved, and honestly, it could be KFC approved. I'm just going (laughs) to... I just want to eat avocado toast inside. Is that okay? 
It's so cold. I don't like it out here. It's like I'm from Texas. It's hot there. It sucks here. Anyway, outside, I mean. Inside, it's great. There's a lot of drugs there. That's cool. Outside, it's cold and foggy. Anyway, I was just getting off the rails. Um, I'm just saying like this. I get, don't you fucking honk me. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, that's got to buy me at least a minute. Uh, all right, thank you. Anyway, um, I appreciate you, Ian, because uh, I just want to say this one thing. Um, it's just like, I get like the uh, skepticism with this vaccine. I think people don't realize, it's not like people are saying all vaccines are bad. I mean, some people are, but <laughs> fuck those people. They were crazy to begin with. Uh, most people are just like, you know, I just, it, they rushed it and, you know, pharmaceutical companies are kind of suspicious. It's like, all right, for instance, I, if I take an Ambien, I'm like, I trust Ambien because it's got like a record of approval and, you know, I know it works. <laughs> but if the person giving me the Ambien is Cosby, then, you know, I'm going to be a little suspicious, which brings me to my last point. All right. This is kind of a weird segue. Um, they say a lot of times that you can't. I watched that Cosby documentary. Did anybody else watch it at all? You should. It's good. It's really good. Um, but one of the things they talk about is like separating the art from the artist. In Cosby's case, you can't because he's a fucking monster. But, you know, like Picasso or Woody uh, Allen or whatever. And I just realized they only say that about artists. You don't hear that about any other profession. Nobody's talking about plumbers like, man, fucking Vinny. He harassed all these women. But have you seen him fix a toilet? Oh, my God. He's the Picasso of toilets. <laughs> by, I mean, by that, I mean he did statutory. But he is. All right, some of us know Picasso. Thank you very much. You guys have been great. Have a good night. Kelly Evans. Sorry about that guy. That was my dad. He's, uh, he's hard to contain sometimes, but he's low. I love how he was like, I got better things to do. It's like, then why did you wander in here? <laughs> What if he does have better things to do though? What if he's what if he's like really important? Like he's on city council or something. <laughs> All right. That was Kelly Evans, everybody. Uh, we are gonna keep it going. We got three oh well, yeah, I guess three two or three comedians left. Uh, please clap your hands for Pranav. Hey, what's up guys? I'm Pranav Umbil. It's like uh, if you saw Bill Cosby near your drink, you go, um Bill. Uh, <laughs> You guys celebrating Black History Month? I don't know how you do. I don't know how. Don't clap. You know how do you do that? And I, you can't write this joke anymore because it only gets worse. Um, but I've been celebrating a little bit by looking like Frederick Douglass, apparently. <laughs> um, so over COVID, I've just been drinking like a lot more, like too much more. And I started looking up, you know, the symptoms of high functioning alcoholism, and. I think I have low-functioning alcoholism. <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about the, the ancient Romans a lot and how we all think they're really badass. We got the, the gladiators, the pantheon. I don't know if that's in Rome. Uh, they're a military powerhouse. They're really bad. Look, we think Rome, badass. But they're really lame when you really think about what they actually are, which is Italians. A2 Brute sounds a lot less badass when it's A2 Brute. <laughs> Italian numerals just doesn't have the right zinc to it. All roads lead to Italy. What is that, a threat? <laughs> See, history changes a lot when you recontextualize it. I'm from South Carolina, and I just found out that you guys have been calling the War of Northern Aggression the Civil War. Only a place like South Carolina could take it. Uh, only a place like South Carolina could take. I don't even. 
my brain just broke. Let's move on. Uh, I go to the dentist in South Carolina. He's very conservative. Where in South Carolina, we just call that a dentist. Uh, in the in the waiting room, they play a lot of very Christian music. Not not like Christian rock, just like ah, like weird shit. And on the on in the waiting room, there's just a bunch of Bibles. Decided so over time, I just re- flip through it, and uh, it's kind of fucked up what the Italians did to Jesus. Anyway, this was around 2019 during the uh, Democratic primaries, and this guy was baiting me. He goes, uh, this Democratic primary shit's crazy, you know? Like, who, who would you vote for, if anyone? And I, I, sh- I should have bit my tongue. I should have said, I should have said something like Tulsi Gabbard or some shit like that. Or even Joe Biden. I could have said Joe Biden. It would have been great if I said, just say Joe Biden. Just say Joe Biden. Just say Joe Biden. Ernie Sanders. Oh, fuck. <laughs> And he freezes. He does not like that answer. That's the worst answer I could have given, other than any woman. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it's just very awkward from there. He's very tense. He does not like being around me anymore. And uh, at the end of it, uh, I had no cavities, and he hands me a little baggie of uh, toothbrush, toothpaste, and a little floss. And I'm, I'm excited. I grab that shit. And he goes, yeah, I thought you liked free handouts. Anyway, <laughs> I'm a Pranav Bumble. Thank you guys very much. Pranav, everybody. I, I, I would try to pronounce your last name, but I can't. To Eric, the chief, so. Okay, this is our tentatively last comedian list. Kyle Morrison shows up. That guy's such a flake. God, don't we hate Kyle? Fuck Kyle, right? He will never, ever listen to this, so it's fine. Okay, your last comedian, everybody. My friend, give it up for Jared Senna. Thank you, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Thank you. Uh, thank you guys for sticking out to the last guy. It means a lot. You guys all did great on your sets, by the way. Uh, can we give a round of applause to yourselves? Come on, you guys did great. Woo! It's hard going up here, man. I've been having a horrible week of comedy, man. You know, but uh, all right. You know what? Fuck that. Let's get into the jokes. All right. Um, I just got fired, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I think my boss just has something against Asian people because, you know, I was a perfect worker, okay? I never was late once, all right? I never did anything they didn't want once. But apparently, if you yell at a 12-year-old until he fucking cries, apparently, you're not fit to be an English tutor. (laughs) All right? Apparently, I have anger management issues. I don't believe that. Do you guys? No? Thank you. Yes. Fuck her. She's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like, I don't get why, like, I, why, like, I ha- it's so bad for me to, like, yell at 12-year-olds. Because, first of all, like, I don't give a shit. Like, when they're at that age, they're already bigger than me. So, you know what? It, I should be the one that has, that has a handicap. Because most 12-year-olds realistically could kick my ass. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. Woo! Give it up for Ashley, everybody! Yeah! Thank you for making me feel good! I'm working on that bit, everybody, okay? I will have a better tag with that, but it's, it, it's great. It's a lot of the pressures relieved now that there's just four people, so I appreciate you guys. All right, anyways, but uh, I also just graduated from SF State. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a big accomplishment. Big, big, big accomplishment. And I just got to be honest with you guys. I, I am fucking... Ian, shut the fuck up! I, I, anyways, thank you. <laughs> um, I am fucking 
fucking terrified of being an adult, guys. Like, I don't know how you guys do it. Um, like, first off, I can't cook. Um, I don't know how to fucking date. And third, my growth spurt hasn't even come in yet. Like, you see this? Like, this? This is not a man, all right? Like, if I was a car, I'd be a Fiat. <laughs> or like one of those like smart cars, those, those little joke of a cars. Or like one of those cars where like they're so super fucking small that a big ass clown would come out of it. That's what I would be as a car anyways. <laughs> okay, anyway. Like, I, like, I don't wanna be old like you guys. No offense, guys, but it looks like uh, it looks like magazines were like the porn of your guys' day. <laughs> you, you guys are jerking off to pictures. <laughs> all right, no offense, no offense. All right, all right. Sports Illustrated. Okay, okay. This guy still jerks off to magazines, but anyways, like I'm trying to be young, young, you know, like the type of guys Pam Benjamin is into. Too much. Too much, too much. All right, you know what? That's all the jokes I have for tonight. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Good night, Muni Radio. Jared Senna, the king of the woo, is what they call him. Okay, so we're going to have one more comedian left. Uh, is this your first time ever? No? Okay, never mind. He's a, he's a professional. <laughs> uh, please clap your hands for Christian, everybody. I wasn't planning to get up here, so I'm going to have to remember for a second what I was going to say. Uh, let's see, the first one. Uh, I don't think William Shakespeare was that great of a writer. Uh, I think he just kind of capitalized on first mover advantage. Not sure how many people were literate back in the 16th century. I really, you could stop being a writer if you run out of ink. There's not a, not a whole lot to uh, compete against. You know, nowadays, there's a, a million artists doing tons of different stuff, like people you'll never even know. Like I could go to LA right now and be within 500 feet of 100 comedians better than Kevin Hart. that next one yeah uh so i've been reading uh i read an article the other day off a web browser i get my news from google from firefox i still use firefox and there was an article about a woman who was being afraid of lifting weights because it would make her too bulky she'd be too strong she'd be too fit it must be great to be worried about the best case scenario <laughs> uh, of, uh <laughs> It's really incredible, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I work in sales, I can't go to my sales manager and be like, all these sales, I can't, I can't do it. My wallet's too full, the bank account, it's too big, it's too overflowing. My wife's hands are too sore from all the diamonds. I just, <laughs> just you know, it doesn't work like that. Uh, so I, I have been dating a little bit. Uh, wow. Thank you, thank you, very much so appreciated. Uh, Let's see, what about that dating? I, I've been, I think I would probably get more attention from girls if I had a little bit more of an edge, you know, um, which I, I can get if, uh, you know, I get really riled up. Uh, I can definitely, possible, commit some domestic violence, <laughs> you know, uh, leave the toilet seat up, forget to take out the trash, murder, you know. <laughs> 
something like that. And uh, there was a fourth one that I had. Uh, oh yeah, credit card points. Can't stand credit card points. Seems like a huge scam. Like you just you spend. Somehow you are richer if you have more points and less money. Doesn't make sense. Uh, big scam perpetrated against the American people. You spend, you spend, you spend. Somehow you get these points, and at the end you can take a vacation. Seems to me you should just skip the buying, save the money, go straight to the vacation, and just make it a lot easier for you. Uh, and uh, it, like, if you're excited, if you get 134 points for a $134 purchase, uh, it doesn't mean you get $134 back. Uh, it just means you're broke. <laughs> all right, so that's, uh, that's all I got. Thank you very much. Christian, everybody. Surprise guest. Um, so that's been our show. This has been Mutiny Radio's Friday Comedy Blast. Uh, there's this every Friday, and then there's Monday. Every Monday, Joke Workshop, stop by. Pam's got like 15 shows that she runs. So go to the uh, Mutiny Radio website and check all that out. Uh, one more applause for yourselves. Amazing. And then, when, yeah, one more applause for Pam, who's not here. Respect to her. Thank you for letting me come in here and, and, and be the fucking best. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's been our time, so thank you, everybody, if you're listening. Uh, bye. I want to do my thing so we be established. And I don't want you rocking the fabric. Girl, I want to give you carriage till you feel you a rabbit. Anything in your path, want you can have. Walk through the mall if you like it, you can grab. Total it all up and put it on my tab. And then tell your friends all the fun you had.
First things first, I pop freaks, all the honeys, dummies, playboy bunnies, those wanting money. Those the ones I like, cause they don't get nathan but penetration. Unless it smells like sanitation, garbage, I turn like doorknobs. Heart throb never, black and ugly as ever. However, I stay Gucci down to the socks, rings and watch filled with rocks. And my jam not being a Mitsubishi. Girls peepee when they see me, never whore creep me in they teepee. As I lay down laws like Island Coppet, stop it. If you think you're gonna make a profit, don't see my ones, don't see my guns, get it? Now tell your friends, Papa, hit it, then split it in two as I flow with the junior mafia. I don't know what the hell's stopping ya. I'm clocking ya, Versace shade watching ya. Once the grin, I'm in game again. First, I talk about how I dress is this and diamond necklaces. Stretch Lexus is the sex, just immaculate. From the back, I get deeper and deeper. Help you reach the climax that your man can't make. Call him, tell him you be home real late and sing the break, huh? I got that good love, girl, you didn't know. Lesson number one. Don't underestimate the other guy's dream, 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 This goes out to you. This goes out to you, 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 you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you, 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 huh? Your reign on the top was short like leprechauns as I crush so-called willies, thugs, and rapadons. Uh. Get in that ass quick, fast like Ramadan. It's that rap phenomenon, Don Dada. Fuck Papa, you gotta call me Francis M.H. White intake like toast, tote iron. Was told in shootouts, stay low and keep firing. Keep extra clips for extra shit. Who's next to flip on that cat with that grip on rap? The most shady, Frankie baby. Ain't no telling where I may be. May see me in D.C. at Howard Homecoming with my man Capone drumming fucking something. You should know my steelo went from 10 G's for blow to 30 G's a show to all G's with O's I've never seen before. So, Jesus, get off the notorious. Clean us before I squeeze and bust. If the beef between us, we can settle it with the chrome and metal shit. I make it hot like a kettle get. You're delicate. You better get who sent you. You still pedal shit. I got more rise than great adventure. Biggie. How are you gonna do it? Don't hit me no more. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more. On your mark, get set. When I spark your wet, look how dark it get when you mark for death. Should I start your breath or should I let you die? In fear, you start to cry. Ask why. Lyrically, I'm worship. Don't front the word. You cursed it, but 
rehearsed it. I drop unexpectedly like bird shit. You herbs get stuck quickly for royalties and show money. Don't forget the publishing. I punish uh -huh. them. I'm done uh -huh. with them, son. I'm surprised you run with them. I think they got coming them. Cause they nothing but dicks. Trying to blow up like nitro and dynamite sticks. Mad I smoke hydro, rock diamonds that sick. Got paid off my flow. Rock with my own clip. Take trips to Cairo. Laying with your bitch. I know you praying you was rich. Fucking prick when I see you. I'm a kick in the door. Wave in the... Anonymous about it. We know you overeat. Stupid fat joke. I need to cut him out. Uh, <laughs> it, it, or gate, or it could have been GDD again, distracting me. Whenever there's a boy down in this area, I get real distracted. Um, so I think that's about all my. Mediation going okay back yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. Is if it? You to go up, I think are we? Pam. Pam says that I look hot because of my calves. She's stalling. Do I need to do I know. I hear that a lot, and I can go. <laughs> I do hear that occasionally. This little Henrique, he got a lot of energy. But um, I think yeah, I am. Okay. I mean, I think I'm fine. Damn it. I don't have a joke for this. You're setting me. You're like, set up. And I'm like, I can't spike it. I blew my load already. Thank you, Pam. Yay! Will Brown, everybody. Yes. What a joy. What a wonderment. What a doll. What a great shirt. Right? You gotta wear that next time. We'll, we'll do a when COVID's over. We'll go to Portland together, and it's the Rose City, and we'll do we'll do jokes together in your beautiful little rose shirt. Yeah, everybody, clap it up again for Will Brown. Yay! The comedian form.
the spirit of John Coltrane leads us on today's journey on the morning train. I am your soul driver, J.D. Buell, and this is mutinyradio.fm and .sf. Thank you for joining me for today's ride. Thank you for supporting the station. We began with Albert Eiler in Greenwich Village. That was the name of the 1967 album recorded live in a couple locations. Greenwich Village, New York City. We heard four John Coltrane. And that was Eiler on the alto sax. Joel Friedman on cello. Alvin Silva, bass. Bill Falwell, bass. And Beaver Harris on drums. The great Albert Eiler recorded live in Greenwich Village. We then went to one of two Clifford Jordan quartets that appear on the double album Glass Bead Games, released in 1973, and that was the song John Coltrane. Clifford Jordan was joined there on tenor saxophone with Stanley Cowell on piano. Billy Higgins, drums and percussion, and the song's composer, Bill Lee, on bass violin, as it is presented here. Well, it's been another bloody week here in the United States of armed assault. Cops killing citizens and citizens killing cops. This is what they warned us would happen back in the 1960s if we peeled back the cover too far. And so here we are. The week began with the 4th of July, dubious holiday at best, but also the birth date traditionally attributed to Louis Armstrong. I mean what to do Say 
all about my baby.